Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And I am so excited for our special guest today. I know you are. <laughs> um, I kind of stalk her on social media and I consider her now my friend. She doesn't know yes. it yet. <laughs> um, we are so excited <laughs> on this episode of Buzzing About Romance. We are joined by romance reader Carla. Um, and we will link all of her social medias on our On the Shelf show notes. But welcome to the podcast, Carla. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I really appreciate it. We're so excited to have you. So my introduction to you was through an author friend. We have Ophelia Martinez. Um, oh, I love Ophelia so much. Me <laughs> too. She's awesome. She's so awesome. <laughs> she really um, is. She sent me your TikToks and she's like, you need to be friends with Carla. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I started following you over on TikTok, and then I found out that you guys, you do like an Instagram kind of podcast. Yes. Okay. So I, I so have tell a buddy our listeners. not very convincing. <laughs> She's like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not used to answering questions about myself. Like, I'm very maybe? much, you know, just when it comes to books, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. and then when it comes to me, I'm very like, wait, who am I? I don't know. <laughs> So we'll just ask some basic questions to help you along in giving people a bio as to who Carla is. Okay. Okay. I love this. So Carla, um, are you a lifelong reader or is this a newer adult kind of thing for you? I re fell back into reading after I had my son, my third and final child was my son. And, um, I was breastfeeding, so I was sitting for hours at a time while, you know, you do the back and forth. And I was like, what mm -hmm. do I, I have to do something with my hands, you know, with my brain. And um, so in high school, I would read a lot of YA and I stopped for years. And so having my son is what really brought me back into books. And I fell in love with indie romance. That's what really broke me out. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, how many of us moms have dropped a book on their child's head while nursing? Oh my God. Raise a hand. Honestly, that is one of the reasons that I went to the Kindle because I dropped the book oh multiple God. times. And I was like, oh my God, like that's so bad. But it didn't, it didn't even phase them. But yeah. I switched to the, I was very anti e-reader for a very long time. But after you drop it on your child's head multiple yeah, times when yeah. they're trying to eat, you're like, maybe I should do something different. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. See, I didn't have that, Leah. And I was a library user. So sometimes they were hardback. Oh my oh, god! Because yeah. my kids are older and I'm older, so um, <laughs> anyway, they're fine. They're fine. We're just unearthing mom trauma here. No big deal. They're yeah, that's true. Mine are okay now too. So mine are okay, I guess. <laughs> sort of. I mean, mine aren't. I mean, normal. okay is relevant. Mine are all neuro spicy. So oh my god, neuro spicy. I like that. <laughs> that explains so much in my house. <laughs> It's a funny story. Today I took the girl child, one of our book club members asked the girl child crochets and one of the book moms asked if she could crochet chapstick holders that look like peens. So I had to take the girl child to the Joanne Fabrics to buy the yarn. We got a variety of colors, um, but the girl, and so my child's 17, almost 18. And we buy the yarn and we're at the checkout and the, the checkout lady is like, what are you making? <laughs> Did she tell her? <laughs> no. She's like, oh, because oh. 
because we bought some other yarns too. So she's like, I'm making Dumbo octopuses in a bat. <laughs> well, you know what? Is she making another turtle? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, because she didn't want to say. I'm, I'm making, here for all I'm the creatures. Yes. <laughs> I'm making tiny beans. I can't. <laughs> That's really funny. Anyway, this is my life. Um, Carla, <laughs> do you have this. a favorite trope? Oh, it's hard to say that. I feel like my go-to that I am instantly attracted to when people talk about books is enemies to lovers. Something about the animosity between the two really attracts me to that trope. But I'm one of those that give me a good book and show me a trope that's lesser known. And if it's done right, oh, I'll be a fan of that trope. Okay. You know? mm -hmm. I love a marriage and like marriage and crisis book, but it's really hard to find really good ones. Yes. Really good ones. Really good ones. I feel like those, you, they have to get you like in your yeah. feels for it to mm -hmm. be really good. Big yes. feels. It has to have big, big, big. feels. <laughs> and the grand gesture has to be like over the top swoony. Well, that we didn't sense. see coming but it has to make sense like everyone like every once in a while you'll come across one where the grand gesture is really like it just doesn't make sense and it's like sure. and then it makes me a little ragey fucking nico, That's all <laughs> fucking nico. um <laughs> carlet do you have an ultimate favorite top 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 tier one click romance author Yes, I have more than one, but at first that always comes off the top of my head is Kennedy Ryan. When as soon as she releases a book, I'm going to find a way to grab it. <laughs> ASAP. I'm running to the nearest <laughs> Kindle outlet that I have. <laughs> and I'm gonna grab it from there. <laughs> she is a queen. She we had her as our guest author for book club last year. Oh for my one gosh, of our months. That's so epic. She left her child she was at a summer camp with her son and left she, and went in town to the diner so she had internet so she could oh join God. us i mean yeah. when She's you like talk in a, a queen, restaurant booth like yeah doing her doing her thing cares about She's, her readers she so Just, sweet and so honest and like i could have spoken with her for hours on end like She's an amazing person just an mm. amazing human who writes these amazing stories wow. and um i'm getting chills because we read real and that I know everyone's top book is like the Kingmaker series and all of that, or her long shot, right? Her hoop series, hoop series. No. Um, for me, it was real. Well, because but you talk about how amazing the audiobook for that is. That audiobook. Oh god, it's an experience. It's it is, and it's all encompassing. And I am obsessed with the Harlem Renaissance. And yes. I listened to another podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class. Yeah. And they've done a series of authors from the Harlem Renaissance and actors and the theaters of the Harlem Renaissance and the brains and the minds that came out of that time period. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with that. So when that book had no. those film noir, Harlem Renaissance pieces to it, I was like, all in. <laughs> yeah, she really like did that so well in the book that you can just you can see it, smell it, taste it in that book. Yeah, the way she made it. Mm. Yeah, she's a queen. Okay, so before we get into why we actually invited you on the podcast, <laughs> tell everyone all the things that you do with romance books because you have, like, I call it an Instagram podcast. You, you guys read a book and then you talk about it and talk about it with the author. And so tell us all the things you do. 
Um, so starting with uh, the things that I, I do here on my own, I have a TikTok and a bookstagram where I like to just post reviews. And um, I'm one of those people that I like to really go into depth of how I felt, how I reacted, how well the plot went out. Um, and I love to find other users that are like me that take time to really like go through all the motions and everything in their experience. So on Book Talk, I'm oh, Carla's reading and uh, on Instagram as well. Um, I also am a co-host of a buddy read that I host with my friend Joanna from Joanna's Books, Joanna with Books, and we read Latinx romance. And so what her and I do is that every month we pick one new Latinx romance book to read um, and we have several different types of check-ins that uh, the people who decide to join can do to let us know where they are with the book. And at the end of the month, we go on a live to discuss the book. So far, we've been lucky that all the authors say yes to joining us on a live, but we didn't start it with that in mind. We were like, let's be courteous and ask if they want to join. So far, it's always been a yes. And um, that's when we get to really ask where the inspiration comes from to write the book and all those behind the scene little tidbits that we all love to hear um, when it comes to writing and stuff like that. Obviously, you guys know how cool yeah. that is to find out all the behind the scenes. Yeah. It's the best part. And it's so good. <laughs> but honestly, just as a reader, that first time, as Leah likes to say, I slid into an author's DM oh and just God. wanted to tell them how much their book impacted me yeah. and how much it meant to me. When that author replies back that oh first God. time and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you loved it. Thank oh, you for reading. No greater feeling. Just that message. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. The yeah. very first author mm -hmm. that ever did it for me was Avery Flynn. She messaged me back and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you read it. I'm glad you loved it. And I was like, what? And now I she's know. like my best friend. I love her. That is so cool. <laughs> oh. So two. we like to slide into their DMs, but we like it when they slide like, back. Yeah, we like it. Yes, <laughs> yes. It just, it, there is something about romance books that creates this connection. Yeah. So like for us, you know, I live in Ohio. You live in Florida. Like we couldn't mm -hmm. be more farther apart. Oh my God. You're so right. So opposite ends. <laughs> but we... Um, come together with this yeah. love of these stories and the HEA mm. and yes it it does create community and I think mm. that's one of the best parts of this I totally agree totally agree um so I like I said author Ophelia Martinez said oh you need to be friends with Carla and I said okay great and <laughs> <laughs> as I watch your TikToks you were great I don't think it was last year I think it was the year before you mm. spent the entire month of Latinx Heritage Month just slinging book recs but before you started that you kind of had your own little awakening and that's yes. mainly why we invited you to come on because mm -hmm. so Lee and I were both white women. There's mm -hmm. no other way to explain us. We are Caucasian. <laughs> we are palm color. You cannot get any whiter than we live. <laughs> um, and it's so because true. of our privilege, we do not look at an odd, like, we just look at a book and say, oh, I like how that sounds. Sure. I'm going to read it. Sure. And I yeah. actually, yeah. I think it was after watching one of your TikToks, I hadn't realized that an author's book that I was reading that she was an author of color but i was like mm. i loved how she this character 
was described with her curly hair and the humidity mm-hmm. of Florida and that she had the island influences and all of this. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is really great. And then when I went to follow the author and I realized, oh, she's a BIPOC author. Like, I had no clue. I just, <laughs> I, and it, it's a very white thing to say. I just didn't see sure, it. Sure, sure, I understand, though. I completely understand. So, but one of the things that we're trying to do in 2023 as a podcast is to make sure that we are being more thoughtful and conscious Mm -hmm. in reading more diversely. And, but it's even that, like, we're just being more conscious of it because it's one of those things like we have done it, but we don't. Because honestly, like, I'm going to read a book because I like the blurb, I like the storyline. Like, and it, I, could have cared less who was writing it as long mm-hmm. as the book was good but like we're making that conscious decision yeah. to, to search those authors out now because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are so many authors like last year was this whole epiphany with natalie kenya and angelina m lopez last year like two of my mm-hmm. top reads yeah yeah and it's so good it's again so good. if i wasn't following people that are people right. of color saying to me why aren't you reading this Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have fallen onto my radar as quickly yeah. as it did. Mm-hmm. So but you had your own kind of awakening mm-hmm. when it came to diversity. So tell us about that. Sure. Um, I feel like I first have to talk a little bit again about how I started reading and I went into the indie world. And so it was indie romance all the way for me. Um, as years passed, um, I just grew more into liking romance, right? I randomly picked up you had me at Ola. Was it in 2020 during COVID? I feel like that's what yeah, it was. I think that one came out 2019, 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up then and I read it and I cried from joy because I had never seen a woman like that in a book like me. That's like you're slinging Spanish over here and then over here you're like, yes, Taylor Swift. And you're like, you know, like Bustelo coffee and the way that my grandma makes this. And then like, I don't know, something that's very Americanized. And you had a girl who lived in both and she was both. And she didn't have to like narrate, well, now I'm going to be really Latina and now I'm going to be not Latina. She was just balancing both worlds. She, that's what that was her, that was her, her thread of who she was. And I had never seen a character like that. I'd, it was either, either like a huge caricature that is kind of cringy to read, you know, the way that they were speaking, the little words that they were using. And I just was like, okay, cool. That kind of representation, but I'd never seen anyone contemporary like her. And I was just like sensationalized. I guess the best way to say it, I was like, I have never felt like this before. And after that, it was like floodgates. Um, I literally had a breadcrumb where I then discovered like Adriana Herrera, then Priscila Oliveras, and then so on and so forth. And it just becomes like a little breadcrumb trail of like all these Latinx authors. And I was like, whoa, like all this exists. The world technically is a little small because we're still growing, but it's just, it was just amazing that all these books existed. Yeah. This well, culture. and it's so funny because like I had read um Priscilla Oliveras I had read yeah. her I didn't know she yeah. yeah 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 that's how it is yeah and I you know I had loved I think it was uh Island Vacation I think or her one of her islands and anyway I had read them I liked them um yeah, yeah. but I didn't put it all together sure, sure. and it's again one of those do better Becky <laughs> do 
better. Uh, but is a breadcrumb because you get like I read Lush Money by Angelina M. Lopez, and then I read her yeah. three other books, and I was like, who writes like her? And then I found no Adriana no Herrera. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. Adriana Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I found someone recommended Max Walker, who writes mm-hmm. male male romantic mm-hmm. suspense. Yes. But yes. also with latinx flair to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like wait i didn't know that so then you're in this world and you get sucked in and i'm gonna tell yeah. you like it's not a sad place to be <laughs> i always end up hungry though too i'm just gonna tell you like i love food i'm a fat girl it's who i am same here but you read one of the um yeah. a pro- the proposal they can't refuse by natalie Are you Kenya. kidding me all those special recipes that she put in there oh and then gosh. bourbon on top of it i'm like yeah do you know my love language yeah she did, she did. I was like, <laughs> sister are we best friends she came and did readathon with us she's oh, the nicest yeah she human. is anyway she's so, um, so, so, so sweet <laughs> so so you finally found your Latinx and yes, that kind of changed what you did on TikTok a little bit. Sure, too. sure. So that's a good question. What I started to notice was that uh, books were going viral, books were getting picked up, books were getting bought based on quick little, just saying the trope, just saying that little catch trope in their micro trope like dad's best friend that's all you're saying and people are running to kindle to buy this book um people are saying you know they're forced proximity and they're locked here and then people are like done i wanted to buy that and i was like you know those kind of micro tropes exist in latinx and black romance uh as well right these books are being written all over the spectrum of you know identities Um, So I started making the exact same equivalent type of videos with quick recommendations, just making sure that each time I was making it, um, it was a Latinx or a BIPOC author, because it's just as nasty and fantastic as the counterparts you know well and i hate tiktok i love tiktok i hate TikTok. i know it's a love hate no girl yes um and i have so many pet peeves and all my hot takes center around tiktok that being said (laughs) i have very carefully curated my for you page i prominently follow people of color because i like their reviews better (laughs) (laughs) But they don't dance or rarely dance. And secondly, they are so honest and they are calling a spade a spade. Like these are reviewers after my own heart because I review Mm -hmm. critically and I feel like when I get a review from you or I get a review from Steph's romance book talk, like Mm -hmm. I am getting real feels. You are not feeding me just a book that your friends with well, and you're your not just saying i love this book it was a great read like you're giving yeah. us like this is what i liked about the book this is what i didn't like about the book this is what i think sure. works this is what doesn't work there's, there's no... only one person i'll let dance and that's angela <laughs> angela reads 81 on tiktok <laughs> she can she can dance and that's it <laughs> Nobody i else. love it <laughs> i have a thing <laughs> it drives me like i'm gonna be nice but but i'm laughing for a reason (laughs) you can tell us later (laughs) we'll talk about it later okay (laughs) this is why i like you (laughs) 
Anyway, um, but that's one of the good things about TikTok, though, is we can kind of curate our for you pages yes. to the books we want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so- in your in your app in your power. You have the power of what you're exposed to. Sometimes, obviously, we get fed things that we don't ask for. Obviously, that's the game of social media. But you have a really big hand in controlling at what you're being fed or what books you're being yeah. recommended and stuff like that. So you talked about it a little bit, but I want you to expand on it. You talked about mm-hmm. it was great to have a book where you saw yourself in. Uh-huh. I have that same experience when I read fat main characters. Yes. Um, because then I see me. I, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. body images, you know, sure. people in your life that don't believe you deserve love. Yeah. It, it does yeah. something for me. Mm-hmm. So for you, reading diversely, what that helped you see yourself, but what else did it yeah. do for you? I think it also inspires in the sense that um, you see this Latina that she's going for that promotion, just like you've been too afraid to try, you know, and um, you see this Latina that um, especially how books are being written now, especially the Latinx books, where when it comes to the Latinx culture, it is so predominantly under machismo which is like very patriarchal structure, right? The man is the speaker of the house and he does everything. So that you're writing women who just definitely aren't, you can tell in this relationship, they're not going to be led astray into machismo where he's going to say, tell you what to do, tell you what to say, how to live. You're living in a 50-50 household at the end of these books. And that's something that's so new. It's so different where you have this couple where it's even. Um, She has her strengths and he has his, and then you're going to run this life together after this HEA. That's how you feel when you finish the the Latinx romance books that I'm reading. So even just seeing that, it's just so healthy to see a relationship mirrored like that. It's inspiring. And you know that even though it's a fictional universe, um, you know, a BIPOC couple can live happily ever after and they can look adorable and cute and they can be silly and they don't always have to be spicy they can be calm and chill you know what I'm saying yeah so I feel like it's like aspirational and inspirational when it comes to just seeing me characters like me in books yeah one of the things I loved about like after hours and a proposal they can't refuse was the authors were not afraid to address topics like cultural appropriation and gentrification. Yes. And I think that those are topics that we need to see in romance because I live in a small town in the middle of farm country. It's not a problem I have. You know, we have a large um, Latinx culture where I live. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's in, there's not those problems sure. here per se. I mean, I'm not saying we don't have, we do, it's Ohio for God's sakes, people. <laughs> um, but I don't see the gentrification. I don't see the cultural appropriation mm-hmm. sure. that you would see in a larger city or in a town like with after hours on Milagro Street that, you know, the town was kind of dying off and they're trying to buy it up and mm-hmm. make it whiter. Um, yeah. So, I just, I like that these authors are doing that because it makes yeah. me challenge what I see mm-hmm. and do better. It, it proves to like, and, and this is all encompassing with romance, how you can learn so much from romance, 
you know people think that uh romance is only fluff and sure and that's fine if it's only fluff there's nothing wrong with just fluff but romance can teach you it can teach you a lot Mm -hmm. um and you have authors like even like kennedy ryan that she just teaches so much about what's going on in the world with these small groups of people that you had no idea then you have like angelina she's also teaching us in a romance book yeah so yeah so many good titles like seriously (laughs) it's too many um (laughs) there are too many but i also don't think there are enough yeah also that (laughs) at the same token there could Uh, be more (laughs) and i do think that it's harder i know they're there but it's harder to find the indie author of color that's Mm -hmm, a bipoc mm -hmm. author than it is it's easier to find them in trad pub yeah you have to do a lot more digging just because there's I think way there's more digging so many authors in, that are indie. Um, and that can be, I know Leah's like, where do I start? I'm so frustrated. <laughs> it's very intimidating because it's a lot and it's not enough, but it's a lot and it's not enough. So it's kind of like, Ooh. well, and it's one of those things where it's like, where, where do you start to look? Sure. Too? Like, sure. Cause I've, I have read a few, I have a few like that I read, like I have a couple of novella authors that are BIPOC authors and I read them like religiously, but it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah. yeah. And I think that is part of the problem with a lot of people that don't read a lot of BIPOC authors is they're not sure where to find them. And also too, like there's a lot who are not face forward and that's a personal choice. And I get that, but that's part of it too. It's like, if you don't have a face forward author, sometimes you don't, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, People could be reading more. We just mm-hmm. are not aware of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so where would you suggest people start? So if you are like us and you are trying to do better in 2023 and read more diversely, what kind of resources? For me, it was easy to curate my TikTok for you page, yeah. make friends with Carlos. So here's your hint. Go follow Carlos. <laughs> I get stuck in organizing TikTok on my for you page, though. So... <laughs> You have to do better to curate it. That's nothing. There's not bad though. That's not bad. <laughs> I love Tiff on organizing TikTok that does. It's restock a clock. <gasps> oh, restock a clock. Did you know she's like a psychologist in real life? She is. Oh, anyway, we're all. I love her. <laughs> she has a thing about people fingering all the food. Oh, with the hands. Yeah. Well, I watch another guy. He's British, and like if he does, if it, he likes it to the top, like he gets very like out of sorts if it's not to the top. Oh my god. But anyway. Okay. That was a weird tangent. <laughs> it was, but it's a delightful thing. <laughs> so, Carla, where would where what resources do you think people should start with? For me, it was easy. Find diverse creators and follow them on social media. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, definitely finding diverse creators, as well as following the authors of books that you think you might be interested in. Um, for example, uh, Danielle Allen, she does black romance and she does a lot of novelas. So they're quick, get to the point. Um, they're so good. She's so good. So let's say, for example, you're like, I kind of dig this author's personality. Let me follow them. And as soon as they have a book that's for free, they're going to let you know. That's your time Mm -hmm. to go grab it, you know, go read it and see if you like that. Um, And so I use social media as my tool. Sometimes I'll go into the book title and search that hashtag so I can see other people who have reviewed it and what they have thought about it. Um, I pay attention to both the the good and the bad reviews. There's something to learn from both. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I would even say by you being public, you reading these diverse books, post your reviews and the people of the community will find you. They'll say, oh my God, if you like that, try this next. You know, her book too is great. Or actually, you know, you finish a series, try her other series because it does this, this and that. Um, plus, you know, there's always space on everyone's social media to uplift, you know, marginalized authors. Um, so I would say being interactive to the giving and then the receiving the recs. I think that'll help a lot as well. That's smart. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like <laughs> we all find each other. We find ways of finding each other. Mm-hmm. When someone loves the same book as you. That's when the fire starts, you yeah. know, in the conversations. Again, <laughs> slide into those DMs. Ask yes. the questions, you guys. Don't be afraid. Because <laughs> we like it. Yeah. So, who are some of your top TikTok or Instagram social media creators that you like to get book recs from? Um, despite Joanna being my partner, I definitely, she reads, oh my God, she reads so fast. She'll finish a book a day. She's one of those readers. She's so us, Leah. <laughs> well, she's you guys. Yes. I read so slow. Oh my gosh. Yes. She's you guys. Um, so I turn to her a lot and she does a lot of specialization of, um, Latinx on Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Um, so also I love book Rex by Mel. She is just, she just reads everything as well. So she's a really, really good resource. Um, she has a thing for daddies. <laughs> well, like a daddy. Yes. <laughs> Don't we all love a daddy? Yes. I'm currently obsessed with Pedro from Last of Us, but he's also the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pedro Pascal. He's a total yes. daddy. He's, I'll be your slutty daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Get over his. He's like, I'm a zaddy. <laughs> that he did on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. He's so delicious. I can't. <laughs> anyway, he is delightful. I'll be his good girl. <laughs> anyway, Joanna. <laughs> so, Joanna, Carly's going to yeah. be like, I'm never coming back. This is the best. She's gonna say, "I want to hang out with them all the time." Yeah, I think I need a daily meeting. (laughs) Um, Who else do you grab book recs other than Mel and Joanna? (laughs) Mel, Joanna, I love um, Black Romance Connoisseur. She is so good at. um, She'll take the little niches inside the book, the little micro tropes, and then she'll expand it in like. You know, um, for example, she just did a a review of Plie by A.H. Cunningham. And she was like, you know, this book talked a lot about like uh, intro to BDSM. So we're going to talk about this. And then she did like a slide where she went through each element. She pulled quotes and stuff like that. Um, I love, I love when people are like, (laughs) they expand on those little things. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Leah, why aren't we friends with these people? (laughs) A lot. We are a lot. (laughs) And then there's sometimes Robin reads as well. And it's funny because those two are besties, Black Romance Connoisseur and sometimes Robin reads are besties. So they know how to do the little explanations on all those little elements that we love in books um i do love tomes and textiles i love carmen i just like her clothes but i also love her book she just she and um exclusive palm beach living yeah the two yeah Mm -hmm. the two of them first of all they're so articulate in their Mm -hmm. discussions and really every time after i watch their videos i kind of have to check my privilege again and be like okay you can do better 
you can be a better human. <laughs> like they challenge me to my heart. And I love sure. that. I love that. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But also I'm obsessed with tomes and textiles. She had this dress that books fit in the pockets in the back. It was a house yeah. dress. Oh my God. That's yes. So, I want one of those. I know, right. We anyway. wouldn't need a house purse. We would just have a house dress. <laughs> yes. So that was something that came up with one of our contributors. She has a house purse that she puts her oh. Kindle and her planner and her phone in and her yeah, iPad. And she carries it from room to room. She carries it with her. She does not have a big house either, but she carries oh. it from room to room. I feel like I love that, but I don't, I also, I'm afraid of that. Like, do I really? I just wear hoodies was- all the time. <laughs> so I put everything in my hoodie pocket. I'm like a kangaroo <laughs> and put everything in my pouch. That works. That works. I just need a sling that everything fits in because I <laughs> I'm here for that too. Like I have a um, I have a fanny pack, but it's not big enough for my Kindle. Kindle, in, so I can't oh, use that. I'm sorry. Um, so I just have to use the hoodies, and it's freaking cold in my house. So, so. it works out. It yes. works out for you. So Carla, if there was. Um, favorite titles, diverse authors that you love right now, who, whose books are you reading and loving right now? Sure. Um, I have to say, Adriana, um, I mean, Alexis Daria, yes, Adriana, but Alexis Daria's take the lead. I just read that yesterday. It's so dang good. Okay. So did you know that this was a re-edited version of it? Yes. I'm so yes. dumb I didn't. She's republishing <laughs> we talked about it. it like a month ago. But when I first got the title <laughs> off NetGalley, I did not know okay. that this uh, was a republish. Because like it's a new cover. It's yes. like revamped. She what she went in, she went and fixed some dialogue because things have changed since 2018 when she first wrote it. Um she also added more backstory to Stone as well yeah. because she didn't put as much in the first time. So there was just like more of like amplifying it. It's like a cinnamon roll lumberjack. He's oh my god! I <laughs> but I, I do have that. to say, don't be mad at me. But this was my first Alexis Daria. Oh, that's okay. What a great one to start with. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I own. I you had me at Ola. Like I yeah. own that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you haven't read it. I haven't. It's okay. okay. Telenovelas. Oh I had a grandmother who they lived in Tucson. Yeah, and she was obsessed with telenovelas now like she was like five foot and as irish dutch like white 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 lady like and her and her mother would sit down and watch the telenovelas and when we would go visit them they would get drunk and watch the telenovelas because you know we're irish sounds like a great time it does it's like my dream i can't follow along like i cannot follow along they're so like <laughs> it is it's so over the top so, so i'm intimidated top. by you had me at ola because it is the to- the telenovela and i'm mm-hmm. i am intimidated because i'm afraid sure. like i one of the things i complain a lot about in book reviews is crowded pages when there's too many named characters and too many people yeah. to get track Keep mm-hmm. trying to, it's just a personal thing for me sure uh, i'm sure. not great with names and so it doesn't She's not She's the worst with things. So worst. I'm intimidated by it. I need to do it. Sure. And I think it, the audiobook is going to be the way to go for me. So it's so much like take the lead. There's so much of the same spirit. She okay. writes with the same, uh, with that same flair. Um, she's very pop culture. She's yeah. for, she's for that person that loves to watch pop culture and wants to mesh that with a romance book. Um, 
because uh you had me at Ola. this is a girl that she's been on soap operas and she finally got her like netflix show that she's gonna star in and then the guy he's from the spanish soap opera world trying to be brought over to mainstream so i mean it's just so adorable like take the lead how it has those little wholesome moments that you're just like oh my goodness that's so cute and then some great scene you know so you're like oh and then you're like oh oh probably gonna have to read that this month (laughs) (laughs) like i own it there's no reason for me not to read it there there isn't and this shelf is filled with that same problem don't worry and i I am a fool for an illustrated cover like i don't think every book deserves an illustrated cover like i'm Mm -hmm. not i have thoughts about the trends um but i'm a fool for an illustrated cover so is she um alexis herself has a graphic design background yeah. So she has she plays a heavy hand in her designs of her covers. Her which books are gorgeous. The like, publisher allows her, which is very rare, but she knows what is... she's doing. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fool for those books. <laughs> Just for the covers. <laughs> so terrible. I have I have a problem. Um who the first is- step is acceptance. Yeah. So oh, I've accepted you're honest it. about it. Yes. The Amazon, I accept it right from him on my doorstep. <laughs> Ever say. <laughs> oh, you weren't talking about that kind of acceptance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you have any other like favorite uh sure. yes, 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 BIPOC authors? Because I have a list too. Yeah, I love this. I love the list. Let's share our list. Um Adriana Herrera, obviously. She um She's just so dang good. And she writes such strong women as well that are just unapologetically their self. And I just love seeing that on paper lately. I'm in her, my like strong women era. Her queer books are. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yes. I, I love her story because she was like, I don't see enough of this out there in books. So I'm going to write it. I'm going to make a queer BIPOC people fall in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to make your heartache and and you're gonna feel all the feels so she you know she did that she put that out there I also love who else do I love um I love Danielle Allen as I stated before I also love um Alexandria how she does black romance and it's very contemporary um there's just something about it like her books are so good eat I for example I finished her McLean brother series and each brother was just so different these are brothers that are like um have a strong thread because they lost their parents early on so they're all very heavily involved in each other's lives and so each of them is getting their own specific story of falling in love and finding the one I love a brother series who's the author again alexandria house okay yes leah are you writing these down yes because <laughs> you know i'm not going to remember I thought you were writing them down too. Um, I wrote McLean Brothers, and then I'm like, "Well, that's not going to get me very far." Is it is House, it? like H O U S E? Yes, right? mm-hmm. yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. I didn't know if maybe there was some like German flair to it, <laughs> no. which you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's true. <laughs> I'm digging Sarah Taino's book. I'm reading her uh, the arc right now, the Best Man's Problem, that is a male male romance, um, and her. Uh, writing is really vibrant. It reminds me a lot of Alexis uh, Daria's writing, which is really bright and cheerful. Um, really funny friend groups where they make fun of each other type of thing. Um, 
uh, Ophelia, obviously, that's what we have in common. Mm-hmm. Yes. We love Ophelia. I still dream about that tequila scene. <laughs> oh my God. One thing I love about Ophelia's books, though, is like her heroines are so strong. Like, always. So strong. Well, always. And they're, they're different, too. You know, like the heroine in Hiding in the Smoke and Running from the Blaze have two very different backgrounds and are, mm-hmm. look very differently and Mm -hmm. that's something too that i really do enjoy about reading bipoc authors is they teach me something and we talked about that because have you read swati mh yet she is um an indian american and all of her characters are indian american and she's sharing like the one heroine in um my darling neighbor she's an adoptee by white parents and she talks about her cultural experience of being an adoptee. Mm. And then her latest book, Adrift, it talks about um, she is uh, second generation Indian American, but her parents that still that immigration mentality of work hard, work yeah. harder, work yeah. harder, work harder. Mm-hmm. And some of the expectations and how it drove her sister away. Wow. And how she stayed and tried to be the perfect daughter. And I, that's a different experience than I had. Mm -hmm. You know, even as an oldest daughter, like, it was different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that. I like that. It's a rich story with with a rich background, you know. Also, I'm a fat girl and I really like it when we talk about diverse food. Yeah. And it's so crazy how it comes to like, especially with the Latinx community, that's how we come together when it comes to meals. Leah laughs at me, but food. <laughs> I love I love food in a book. Yeah. More ways than one. <laughs> you know, some of my favorite scenes revolve around sex food nachos. It's not just sex nachos, it's the strawberry jam too. Jesus, Joseph and Mary. Oh, I will. This sounds delicious. We'll tell you all about it. We will. We'll tell you after. (laughs) After. Um, Have you read Jodi Slaughter? Yes. I love the way she writes, like, even bodily descriptions. She writes full-figured BIPOC heroines. And so I did bet on it. I didn't love the audiobook. Okay. I loved... The physical book, like eyeball yeah. reading the book. I did the physical. Well, I did the Kindle e-arc. But yeah. yeah. The audiobook, the narrator was wonderful, but she spoke with like a very slow Southern draw, mm-hmm. which fit the character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But it slowed the pacing of the story and the storytelling. Okay. Sure. Oh, I, I remember you complaining about that one. Yeah. But the book is phenomenal. Yeah, just, the book is so good. Yeah. I just didn't love the audiobook. In- you know, the, a narrator can make or break a book. So. Mm-hmm. It can. It absolutely mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's Brittany Cherry who just oh, likes Brittany to Cherry. give us all the so trauma. I, I saw like the mixtape is like making the rounds again. Yeah. And that is such a great book. Like it is emotional and like unexpected emotions. Yes. And, oh, man. That... I have the audio of that. And my husband has listened to that book twice. He is obsessed with that book. Really? I'm obsessed. Yeah, with I haven't. That book. I haven't done the audio on that one. Maybe I should. It's really good. It is. It's and really there's good. food in that book. 
Yeah, there is. She's a chef. <laughs> yes. I just want you to understand where I am here. You're making me hungry. Authors, if you want me to read your book, just put food in it. Put some taste. Or tequila scenes. <laughs> bourbon. Some bourbon. Some alcohol and food. Alcohol and food. Those are the ways to Becky's heart. <laughs> really, I'm pretty easy. I'm pretty easy. <laughs> Dirty talking, food, alcohol. That's what I'm talking about. I'm here for this. Right? <laughs> Is there any other authors we haven't talked about yet that you think we should have on our TBR? Mm, you should have, which I'm sure you guys already do, but um, Alira Ceres, Alira, um, Ana Anaya Ceres. I never say her middle name because I get tongue-tied, but she's the one who wrote Lourdes and the Mafia. And she wrote Queenie and the Kraken. She's dark, though. So if you have like wait, uh, what Kraken book did she write? Queenie and the Krakens. No, but Queenie no. and the Krakens. Yeah, <laughs> Queenie and the Krakens by was it like a my choice or yeah. why choose like mm -hmm. Kraken book Omega Verse? Yes. And we get a scene where she gets them all at the same time. Hmm. She gets them individually, and she gets them all at the same time too. It's I mean Becky's it's, not a big why choose person, but if it's, it's a Kraken, she might like it. <laughs> yeah, I do. There's, I don't mind it in a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's a monster romance, and but it's also dark, so there's a lot of like. We don't um, have triggers or contents, okay, but okay, 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 okay. For us personally, but for the community, if you have trigger or contents, reach out to Carla, and she will yes. happily share trigger and content. Have you read Lucy Eden? Yes, I love Lucy Eden. She gifted us a copy of her audiobook because she won the audio and color scholarship from uh, Lyric Audio. Yeah. And we just did a review on that book. How was it? Which one is it? Um, we did Blind Date the with a Book Boyfriend. Yeah. That. How was that? The audiobook is amazing. Oh. Um, Wesley Siobhan and Carlos Rez read it. And it's done in duet. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, have you read Denise Williams? She wrote Fastest Way to Fall. Yes. Yes, Denise. I was like, wait, Denise Williams. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I have her. That's also another amazing audiobook. And we have a review coming up of that for the listeners. I'm filling up my wish list as we speak. <laughs> Was. Um, Teddy Hamilton. Oh, I didn't know she was adding to her TBR. I tonight. didn't, but I had my Audible ready here to start. Add to cart, cart, add to cart, add to cart. Um, that was also a phenomenal. Does Teddy do that audio? He does that audio, and I will butcher the heroine or the female narrator's name, but um, she does try. an amazing job. I'm not going to try. I used my like voice speak on the computer and made Google read it, it to me. <sighs> Don't. Which one was it? The misconnection? No, no I read way Fastest to Way to Fall. They meet through an exercise dating app. It's it was lovely. It it's kind of and I don't like friends to lovers, but they oh, meet that's, they meet yeah, through the app and they become friends one. first. Stop and they it. really deal with like her body issues. She's rejected by a guy in the book, not the hero, but a different guy that she's kind of had this long-term crush on. And he's like, he's in reality TV and he's kind of like, douche nugget. he oh, is, he's like, God. we can do this on the side behind the scenes, but we cannot date and be seen together. And she's like, I want to be more than just 
oh, a no. fuck buddy. Mm-mm. And he rejects her and walks out. And her response is to overexercise and to stop eating. And it has ramifications. But it also, so it talks about like feelings with food and feelings with exercise and trying to change who you are for somebody else and which are very real feelings that is a big girl I've had and dealt with Mm -hmm. with food and Mm -hmm. that book was just it touched my heart it was so good and the audiobook was amazing yeah you guys said Teddy and I was like sold I love Teddy we did an interview with Teddy he is a hoot Teddy's a lot Teddy's a lot (laughs) but we love Teddy we love Teddy he's a hoot (laughs) <laughs> we'll tell you more about Teddy later. <laughs> That's an after conversation. <laughs> He's a good guy though, and I do like he his is. audiobook narration. So yeah, I love him. Okay. Any other books we should have on our TBR? Um, I was looking through my list here. Um, Jocelyn Soto, her vicious union book. So she writes um cartel, right? Yes, so she has this one series as cartel, but she also writes college romance, sports romance, second okay, chance. Okay, I've read one of her sports romances because it's one of those things where I just came across and I was like, oh, this sounds yeah. really good. And then I never clicked at who it was. Yeah, she does um like hard subjects, but she makes them cozy. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like she'll do like, you know, um a drug addiction, alcohol addiction, the cartel itself, that that's a dangerous world. She makes it cozy and like palpable and all that, you know? Um, so I really enjoy her writing. It's also the easy type of writing too, where it's not like you have to work so hard to finally get to the climax, to the resolution. Mm-hmm. You just well, her books a nice aren't story. super long. Too. No, they like, aren't. That's one thing I liked. Like it was, it's not so short that like you're left wanting more, but like it's that perfect like mesh of like I long. Think so. so this yeah. is another example, though. You you're reading diversely. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Exactly. So just yeah. be more thoughtful. She's Mexican American. She lives in California. We interviewed her because we read her last year, I think, for like uh, April or May or something like that. She's really shy in person, um, but she's really, really sweet. She's one of those that she was just an avid reader, and she's like, "Let me try this," and ended up writing books. That's so <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah. so now we will link all of these books and Carla's social medias are on the shelf show notes. Um, is Carla but, hanging out for the last? She time? is. We're gonna make her do. <gasps> Yay! So be prepared for time? cringy. Is it that time? It's that time, Leah. It's for book book of the week. We really want an love echo, but our have, producer got well, producer but I guy love won't when do we it. have people hang out with us so they can see the jazz hands. Right. Because oh. nobody gets to see them. We oh. just talk about them. <laughs> Only me. Only me does gets Only to see you. the jazz hands. So Carla, do you have a book of the week? Um, I think my book of the week is Take the Lead by Alexis Daria, just because I just finished it and it's still fresh on my mind and I'm in my feels about it still mm-hmm. in the best way. You are not alone, sister friend. You are it not alone. It is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those that like, she made me love a cinnamon roll hero, guys. Yeah. That does no, not happen easily. They Becky, always find like, ways to hug each other. Them. Oh really? Yeah, they're always finding ways to like hold hands, like and they hug have each to other. be touching. Yeah, it was awesome. And when they're mad, they don't, and so they're like looking at each other from across the room, like we should be hugging right now, type of 
stairs. You also get this peek behind the scenes a little bit, like into the reality TV world and all of the moving pieces behind it, which really just added another layer to the story that you don't realize the pressure that that can have on relationships. So you wonder how these people in real life are having real relationships Mm -hmm. in -hmm. reality TV. Absolutely. Yep. So. Okay, what was what was your book of the week? Well, it was going to be Take the Lead, but now I'm changing it because... Oh, no, we can be twinsies! <laughs> well, but I want to give everybody you. lots of book options. So, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I just read Canon by Sawyer Bennett. It is book six in the Pittsburgh Titans hockey series. I'm a fool for Sawyer Bennett's books. I'm a fool for this hockey series. Huge emotions. Big feels oh. in these books. And this one, he's a dirty talker. Um, but she also, one of the things that I really love about Sawyer's books is she has a girl gang. Like these oh, women are she fierce. Loves a girl gang. Oh and, my God. I love a good girl gang. Well, and one thing that I love about the girl gangs is like, they, they always pull the new heroine in. Yeah. Like, there's no they, mean girl. There's no, like, there's no mean girlness, but they also don't let them not be part of it. Yeah. Like you don't have a choice. You have to be, if you're dating someone on the team, you are part of the girl gang and they have life and movement outside of the hero and his mm-hmm. team. And I just really love that. And that's why, that's why I love her books. Anyway, Leah, what's your book of the week? Okay, my book of the week is actually a new to me author, which is kind of surprising. This is a new to me author, but I read Kristen Ashley for the first time. Her book, Wild Man, oh. it was really good. I, I do have one complaint <laughs> is it was all in the heroine's point of view, aside from like one little small section. And the way the book plays out, I think I really wanted more from him, but it was, it was really well done. And I will be reading more of her, but it, I liked it. Okay. There was a lot of sex in it too, which was I mean delightful. I do like she a lot does of good spice. smut. I read um from her. She does good smut. Like, she does good really smut. Good. Yeah. Okay, so Patreon update. We appreciate our Patreon supporters and would not be able to bring you the podcast without all of their support. We currently have four open tiers on Patreon. Those start at five dollars a month and include membership to the best night of the month, drunk book club, plus some exclusive content. Um they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't. Everybody's there for Drunk Book Club. Uh, we finally reached our first goal of 40 Patreon members, and our next big goal is 60 members. Um, and because of our Patreon members, we can bring you three episodes a week and uh, perks like Coffee of the Month Club, exclusive episodes, and, of course, Drunk Book Club. Our okay. big goal is 500 Patreons, so we would have a job. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of Drunk Book Club, February's Drunk Book Club is happening on February 18th at 3 p.m. So we can have our international community members join us, which we're really excited about. And we are reading Day Ripple Effect. Day drinking, yes. But we are reading Ripple Effect by Jay Benson. Ben, I don't Bankston. remember. How did, how did Katie pronounce Bankston. it last week? Bankston. Bankston. Okay. And we're currently seeking. Oh, this is never mind. No. That was the next one. But I will say we also announced march's drunk book club author and that is swatty mh is joining mm-hmm. us and we're reading adrift yeah. and if you have not met her or hung out with her you guys should message me for an invite to this because she is a hoot um okay we are currently seeking votes for the best small town of romance landia voting ends on february the 17th and you can also find a list of all of our upcoming dates including book club happy hours plot a book Reading challenges at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. 
Okay, okay and Leah, then give our program programming note. Programming note. Okay, so for quick shot listeners, Becky and I are reading the Perfect Gentleman series by Shayla Black and Lexi Blake. This is a delightful series. We are doing one episode per book of the five book series. I am not allowed to read the next book until after we have recorded the episode. The series is complete. We, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I hate a cliffy and I'm like freaking out every time I get to the next, like the end of a book, because I'm not allowed to read the next one, but there are plans. We are spoiling the shit out of this series though. Like, so if you do not want spoilers, read along with us. It's a lot of fun. I'm making a murder board. There's a lot of chaos that is following this like series of quick shots, but the first episode is dropping on February 14th. It is a five book series with an overarching storyline. They are romantic suspense. It's a political thriller. It, they're delightful and wonderful. And yes, super sexy. Lots of dirty talk. Oh yeah. Sex capades. There's book sex one ca- is sex capades. weekends. Yeah. Oh my God. There's some deception. Right. There's mm. second chances. It's everything. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything and it's making me a little crazy so <laughs> oh my god carla thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us and being being my friend <laughs> thank you guys for having me you're so sweet you guys Any, are awesome anytime um until next time everyone happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.